You're listening to the Sioux Falls Startup Stories Podcast. Hey guys, and welcome to this very special podcast. Uh, It's actually our last official podcast of season one. I know, it's pretty crazy. You're thinking, really? Only six episodes? Well, honestly, this project was just a pilot project. I had no idea what to expect, and I had no idea what I was doing. It's pretty arguable that I still have no idea what I'm doing. But uh, I just wanted to say thank you to all our listeners. The feedback and the response has been amazing. So before we dive into our last episode of the season, I wanted to do a few housekeeping things and just share a couple uh, exciting announcements of, of what's to come. So whether you're a first-time listener or you've caught every single episode up to this point, I have this favor to ask of you. I'm trying to collect as much feedback from our listeners as possible. So far, I've gotten tons of comments and things I'm doing well, things I'm doing maybe not so well, but I'm always looking for ways to improve. So I really want to hear it from you guys. If you'd take a minute at the end of this podcast to visit our website, SiouxFallsStartupStories.com slash survey, and take our super quick, super short survey, it's only a couple questions, and just give me some honest feedback, I'd be so grateful. Plus, if you fill in your email address on the survey, I'm going to draw for one lucky responder to give a $10 gift card to The Source. The Source is a new coffee shop slash brewery concept. Uh, it's located in the Jones Building on North Phillips. It's awesome. If you haven't been there, check it out and fill out the survey and you get a chance to get your drinks paid for. Okay, well, that's it for now. Uh, I'm going to wrap up some uh, this podcast with some other exciting announcements at the end and another big ask. Trust me, you're going to want to hang on on the end. On this week's podcast, we're talking to Shelly Gaddis. Shelly is a fascinating woman with different colored hair and an amazing dream. She's the owner of Elegant Mommy. It's a local shop located off 33rd Minnesota, and it's dedicated to providing valuable resources and natural products to moms and dads across our state and beyond. But helping a mom and running a retail store, it wasn't Shelly's background. So I used to work in the financial world. I worked for one of the larger banks in town. Um, and I was assistant vice president over a certain area in there. So complete and total different turn when we went down this path. And um, yeah, I mean, I really, really enjoyed my job. I actually didn't like hate my job or anything like that. But I felt a very strong calling that God was telling me that I needed to raise my family and there was a need in the community. And so having a retail location has allowed me to kind of be that out, outlet for what I, what I believed and what I wanted to see um, a need served in our community. From financial institutes to a mommy store, there's got to be a story here. So interestingly enough, there wasn't like one like, the, the light bulb moment was when I, I wasn't even pregnant. I wasn't, you know, I'd, Chase was not, I wasn't pregnant. He, so my youngest would have been three, two and a half, three. Um, and we didn't really do, um, it just, a conversation had come up between friends that was, are we, what is there in our area for maternity clothes? And that conversation led me to think and like, wow, there really isn't like there's kind of a need in our community for this. And so thus 
elegantmommy.com was born from that conversation. So four or five months after that original conversation, we opened a website and we launched online as just a website in September of 2007. Um, and a friend of mine and I would go over to another friend's house and we would uh, model the clothes with fake belly bumps and we would edit our faces out of the pictures <laughs> and we would list the products through our website. And we started getting phone calls and stuff asking us where people could try on the clothes and blah, blah, blah. And um, for a while I did do a couple like in-home shows with people kind of thing. But um, shortly after we launched, we found out that I was pregnant. And so then it became much more difficult in the middle of winter in South Dakota to haul a bunch of clothes in and out of people's homes and stuff. So um, March of 2008 is when we opened the retail store. Sounds like a pretty simple upbringing. See a need, fill a need. It's the simplest form of entrepreneurship. Shelly kept her full-time job when they launched their retail space back in spring of 2008. She had some help running the store, but they were only open for about 30 hours a week in total, and Shelly knew that she needed something to change. We, by the end of that year, like I had a very strong indication like I can't keep doing this because I had a baby in June of that year and then had to care for the baby and we could tell that things were going really really well and we needed to do something different and um, so it was it was a lot of soul searching and um, financial because I was I was the breadwinner in our family I mean I know that sounds funny but um, you know I'm financially, I carried all of the insurance, I did all of that kind of stuff. And so it was a gigantic leap of faith for our family to leave, you know, the nice cushy bonuses and 401k plan and retirement plan and all of that kind of stuff, you know. You'll have to forgive me about the noise in the background. We are sitting in the back of Elegant Mommy's building. The milkman is here with her weekly delivery. And for those of you wondering, yes, raw milk is a thing and it's amazing. Anyway, making the shift from full-time work, especially as the main income provider of the family, that's a big deal. I asked Shelly how she felt about the transition. You know, interestingly enough for me, there was never really a question. Like, I, I still very distinctly remember the conversation that I had with my boss. Um, his name was John, and I had, I worked remotely at the time, so I actually had a home office. Like, I had a really nice job, right? Um... But him and I had kind of talked through, when I came back from my maternity leave, it would have been end of August, I think. Um, and, you know, him and I had talked through multiple times, like, how this was going to work. Could I job share? Like, what? Because he knew, like, he knew that I was doing this other thing on the side. And, um, and so it just, nothing was working out for me to try to go part-time or to job share or to do anything else. And... So I, I distinctly remember having this conversation with him where he was like, you know, you know what you need to do. He's like, I'm going to support you no matter what you want. If you decide you need to leave, we'll figure it out. If you want to stay and you decide that your family needs the income, I'll support you. We'll figure it out. Um, but I remember him saying, you know in your heart what you need to do. And I remember just bawling because nobody had said those words to me. Like nobody had vocalized that. And I distinctly remember my, my response back to him is, but I don't want to make that decision. <laughs> and 
but he he was right. Like I knew in my heart that this is what I was being called to do. And sometimes you have to be an adult and know that there's financial responsibilities, but it just became very apparent to me and I really felt God saying, I'll take care of you. Like you need to do this. You're this is how you're going to change the world. How many entrepreneurs have sat across from me and opened up and shared their emotions about this exact point in their story, leaving the comfort and security of a full-time job to pursue their own business? It's super scary and it can be really hard on the family. Now, my family, on the other hand, that was a whole different story. I mean, you know, my husband... He's always been incredibly supportive of everything, but we were also, you know, in this place where we had three young children. I carried all of the health insurance, all the benefits, all of, you know, all of that kind of stuff. And, you know, I had a very flexible job to be able to, you know, do all of the kids activities and all of that kind of stuff. And it didn't really affect his world too much, you know, but now making this change like this was going to be all of a sudden we had to figure out how we were going to have health insurance we had to figure out all of this stuff and there were quite a few I mean I won't say that he wasn't supportive but he was like I I don't know that this is a good idea like you know he was very hesitant into it and finally you know he just kind of gave up and said I'm gonna have to trust you and he agreed to get a part-time job and so he got a part-time job that year and then past that like you know, my parents and siblings and stuff like that, to be perfectly honest, they thought I was crazy. Like there is not there and there's not a better way to describe it. And I won't say that they weren't supportive again, but you could tell that there's probably whispers going on when I wasn't in the room and, you know, what is she doing to her family and, you know, that kind of a thing. I mean, I, and on both sides, on my parents and on my husband's, you know, family, it just was, it's not the conventional path to take there. Nobody in our family had been that entrepreneur type and it's a huge risk. And especially going from somewhere where you're making a lot of money to making no money, <laughs> making no money. Now there's something me and every other business owner can relate to, but not having the undying support of your people or your tribe, that's gotta be a difficult position to be in. You want to hope that it doesn't affect relationships and whatnot, but I mean, it's hard knowing that people don't necessarily believe in you, but honestly, it was probably about a year or so after it happened or after we made the the leave leap. Um, I was in interview similar to this kind of, um, for our church and people from our church had asked to come in. They did interviews with some, um, people who had taken a big risk in their life and, um, asked me to sit down and talk for 15, 20 minutes. And, and I was kind of telling her the story a little bit and stuff and she, and she, you know, that nobody else was real supportive of it and thought I was crazy and blah, blah, blah. And she looked at me and said, that's because God put it on your heart, not theirs. And I was like, that makes a lot of sense. Like, but again, nobody had ever put it to me that way, but it just clicked when she said that, like, that's right. This was, this was my purpose in life, not theirs. It's their job that they need to trust me that this is what my purpose is, that I know what I'm doing. God put it on your heart and not theirs. Now that is a powerful statement, but Shelly has never considered herself as an entrepreneur. If you would have asked me at the time, even when I opened the website, if you would have asked me if I was going to open my own store, I told you you're stinking crazy. Like that has no, that was not me whatsoever. But I mean, looking back, there was always little things that, 
over the years, like trying to make money as a kid or whatever, you know, like selling posters or, you know, whatever that kind of stuff. But I, even then as a kid, like I never said, I'm going to own my own business someday. Wait, who sells posters as a kid? A lemonade stand? Sure. But posters? Anyway. Today's podcast is brought to you by Web Laboratory. The average business owner spends up to 100 hours putting together their company website. Imagine 100 hours of new sales, new product research, customer experience, even 100 hours of Netflix. The possibilities are endless. But even more frustrating than the time that goes into building a website is the frustration of it not converting your visitors to customers. Web Laboratory meets the needs of small business owners to provide an easy, affordable, custom solution for your website. We listen to your needs and evaluate your budget to find a solution that works for you. Now you can get back to what you really want to do, run your business, or watch Netflix if that's your thing. Visit us online at weblaboratory.us. Yeah, we know it's not a .com, weblaboratory.us. Or find us on Facebook at We Are Web Laboratory. Elegant Mommy Inc. is not a store. We are a community, and that is what I opened for. Like, I didn't open to sell shit. Like, I hope it's okay if I swear. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't open a store to just sell crap. Like, if that was the case, then people can walk to Bye Bye Baby or whatever else. I, I wanted to create a community. That's what we were missing in this town, not maternity. And, and in the beginning, I'll be perfectly honest, like opening a website, that is not what I saw in my vision. But it became very apparent by the time I needed to leave Wells Fargo that that's what we were missing is a community. There was nothing drawing families together. There was nobody in this town that you could look at and trust from a parenting perspective. Like, you know, for me at that point, I had three young children. I didn't have any sister-in-laws or, you know, close family members around that I could ask different questions. I mean, anything from daycare to clothing to baby products to whatever, like, you know, is this normal that my kiddo has this rash or, you know, that kind of stuff. Like there was no place in town where you could do that unless you want to call your doctor. And that's not what we do. Like you don't call your doctor every, you know, to ask him about what brand of diapers are best, you know? So that's the thing. And we've said that from day one, like this is a community and we, we're here to build a community, not to sell stuff. Do we sell stuff? Does that pay the bills? Does that, I mean, am I passionate about everything that we carry? Absolutely. But there's a way bigger picture here. We're changing the world by the community that we have, not by the products that are in our store. Shelly recognized early the value of building a community. If you look around at some of the most successful businesses, they work extremely hard to build communities and provide value in their brand and their products. This is where I think Elegant Mommy wins, but there are inherent pitfalls with community building. We really opened as the natural parenting store. Um, and so we very quickly kind of got a reputation in town for only the people who are really crunchy go to that place. Which wasn't really, you know, a couple years into it, that really wasn't what I wanted. Like, I didn't want people to not feel good enough to come here, if that makes sense. Like, and by good enough, I mean, like, if you're not natural enough. Because we had started getting those comments from people. Well, I don't cloth diaper. I don't breastfeed. 
I'm not welcome in that store. And that is exactly opposite of what we wanted to convey to people. I need to take a moment to define a word Shelly uses here. <laughs> crunchy people. From the snapmom.com, they define crunchy living as an alternative-minded lifestyle that has the mindset of being all-natural. The word crunchy is referencing the crunch of granola, which is a common food among most crunchy people. Well, now that we got that out of the way. So we've worked really hard once we got into this location five years ago um, and really built our classroom space and education side like that. We really worked hard to try to change that on its head so that anybody would feel welcome in the space. There's obviously classes and support groups that are made for specific things, but you know, whether you, I mean, we have plenty of people that come to our, our breastfeeding support group that are feeding their kiddos with a bottle. Like that doesn't, it doesn't matter. Like it doesn't matter if you're choosing to, you know, if even if you're formula feeding, I've had moms sit here in the breastfeeding group and mix up formula because, Sometimes they use breast milk and sometimes they use formula and that's okay. Like that's what their family needs. Like we certainly don't want anybody to feel like they should be ashamed because they're using a bottle of formula here. Like that's what's best for their family. But when we had first opened, that's what people felt. Like if they, if they were formula feeding their child, they shouldn't walk in our store. And so we've worked really hard to make this a completely inclusive place of, you know, whatever is best for you at the place that you're at on your journey. As a dad and a dude, this is something I can actually appreciate. I've never felt like Elegant Mommy is a place for only mommies. Anytime I've been in her store, I've always felt welcomed and accepted, albeit I was there likely to pick up an order for my wife, but I digress. The point is, Shelly has done a great job at making sure her store is welcoming and provides the products, the resources, and the education families need to in make informed decisions. That's honestly the best part of her business. But when Shelly was opening her doors, she had to have help. She had this young family and a new baby, and having employees was a necessary for her operation. You know, we are now at a point with, with employees that it's much, much better better and different but you know i can honestly say for probably the first seven years that we were open employees were by far the most stressful thing in my life like it's and not that we had bad employees i mean there yes there's been a few bad ones over the years but more so because nobody's ever going to love your business the way that you love your business right um that's kind of in the that's kind of your your entrepreneur mindset right like this is something i've built um but at some point you have to let go of the ego and know that, you know, somebody else is somebody else doing it different doesn't necessarily mean that it's bad. And you kind of have to open your eyes and see maybe this is better for the business for to let somebody else do it this way. Um, so it's yeah, I mean, after you kind of take a step back and look at things different and and see that, you know, an employee doing things differently isn't necessarily sometimes it is bad, <laughs> but you know, once you kind of have those general rules for procedures and stuff like this, is, this has to happen this way. But as far as, you know, you building this display or how, you know, that kind of stuff, like give them the flexibility and that, you know, they're going to be a much happier person and they may just bring a really great idea to the, to the plate. I've said this before in previous episodes and I'll say it again. Employees scare the hell out of me, but Shelly has managed to find this great balance in her business. But that's not the only challenge she's had. I, you know, 10 years ago, I don't feel like there was a 
a lot of business resources in town. Like finding other mentors or people, you know, to reach out to was not easy back then. Um, finding those people that get what you're going through is so incredibly important. And I remember having many conversations with people the first three, four years we were open about, I feel so isolated. I feel incredibly alone. Like I can't talk to my friends about store stuff because to be honest, they don't care. Like not that they don't care about me, but they don't understand profit and loss and all this kind of crap. Like they don't understand that and they don't, it's incredibly boring to them, right? It's not something they can relate to. And and even finding a couple other people in the community that could relate to, I again, it, it didn't feel, the relationships never felt real because there was never any, you know, you don't just walk into a store downtown and be like, hey, my name is Shelly, I own a store too. Can I talk to you about, you know, the struggles that I'm going through? You know, there wasn't anything that really brought people together and allowed them to kind of network. I'm a huge advocate for mentorship and coaching, finding people who understand your business and someone you can really bring your problems to. There is more value to that than anything that you can find on Google. As we wrapped up, I asked Shelly about words of advice to anyone on the fence about entrepreneurship, especially women and moms. I really feel that if if you do your soul searching, however that looks, and it it feels like this is something that you are supposed to do, then do it. I mean, trust your gut. I trust your instinct. If you are meant to go down a path, then do it. Take the take the risk that you're that's needed to get to that point. Sometimes that risk might be financial. Sometimes it's time. Sometimes it's you know whatever. But take whatever risk there is and and look at what those situations are and plan it out if that's what you need to do. But um, know that you have to make a commitment to whatever you're committing to. You can't say, I'm going to try this for a couple months and see if it works because that's not how entrepreneurship works. Like you got to commit to it. Make a commitment, be patient, and persevere. Words I need to repeat daily. Trying to build something from nothing is hard work. There is no doubt about it but that's what makes the reward so valuable. This weekend, Shelly and her team are actually celebrating 10 years of business. That's a major accomplishment. And I'm so proud to have had the opportunity to sit with Shelly and learn about her startup story. No doubt, Shelly has some big things planned for the growth of her shop, so be on the lookout. You can find Shelly and her store online at elegantmommy.com. And don't worry, dads, it's for you too. Just go down to the store, tell the employees you're looking for a gift to make your wife's life easier. With the kids, with her, they'll hook you up, I promise. It's way better than flowers. And now for just a couple final announcements. Just a quick reminder, head to our website, SiouxFallsStartupStories.com survey and fill out our 60-second survey. We're giving out a chance to win a $10 gift card to the source. It's a local coffee and brew shop. You're going to love it. It's definitely a cool place. And finally, this is the exciting part that I've been waiting to tell everybody about. We're looking to do a special edition series on the podcast called The Failure Edition. If you or anyone you know has started a real company and failed, I want to hear about it. Visit our website, SiouxFallsStartupStories.com slash fail and fill out our short application. I hope to get just a couple of brave individuals, regardless of where they're at now in life, to tell their failure story. We're gonna get real, we're gonna get vulnerable, so buckle up. I'm extra excited about this one. 
Again, go to SiouxFallsStartupStories.com slash fail, fill out the application. We'd love to connect. Well, that's it for now. If you have a startup story you'd love to share, visit our website and hit up the contact form. Until next season, keep building.